it was a really anticipated game last night in Cincinnati between the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, two of the best teams in football. And everything was going as things do in football games when in an instant it all stopped. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, he's a defensive back with the Bills, uh, had just completed what looked like a pretty routine tackle when he collapsed. No one really knew what had happened. It looked serious. It looked very serious. Uh, he was resuscitated, we believe, on the field and again uh, afterwards. He's in critical condition today. Um, his heart stopped, apparently. We don't know why. Uh, but it really was one of those moments when you're watching, and this happened, you know, you're watching live sport on TV. Um, things happen in real time, including things uh, that are distressing. It was distressing for everyone there. It was certainly distressing for the players. It took about 20 minutes of treatment on the field uh, before he was taken to hospital. Um, they say his heartbeat, again, his heartbeat again was restored on the field. He's at uh, UC Medical Center's uh, in Cincinnati for further testing and treatment now. He was surrounded by teammates after being hit uh, while tackling Bengals receiver T. Higgins. Uh, ESPN's Lisa Salters was outside the Bills' locker room as that decision was finally made last night to suspend the game for the night. Bengals players in, in still full uniform were coming to the Bills' locker room. Bills players started to come out, and they were hugging and shaking hands, and you could hear players saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Joe Burrow came back here. Josh Allen, they, they shared a big hug, and Joe Burrow walked away looking devastated. So it doesn't really matter whose team DeMar Hamlin plays for. These players were all unified in the trauma and just the worry and the emotion that they were all feeling. You know, there's been some criticism today of just how long it took for that game to be called off for good. There's also been lots of talk about what could have happened. Cardiac specialists who've been interviewed by multiple media organizations say it's too soon to know what went wrong. Uh, they're looking at perhaps something called commotion cortis or commotio cortis, uh, which is a cardiac concussion as one potential uh, culprit here. But uh, still, they don't really know. Perhaps hit just in the very right, wrong spot moments before could have caused trouble, you know, a blow that with sufficient velocity and power in the right place. Uh, we just don't know. But so many questions about what happened. We thought perhaps the most interesting way to look at this would be through the eyes of someone who stood on a field just like that one. Blake Dermott was a CFL offensive lineman who played 14 seasons with the Edmonton Elks. He is now a game analyst for 630 Ched. He was on five, played in five breakups, won two of them in 87 and 93. Blake, thank you so much for your time tonight. What a... Uh, what a really disturbing incident it was to see and then to see repeated today. Well, Ben, that was a, a, a really nice uh, a summary that you just did of what happened. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, uh, uh, I don't know how you describe it any, any uh, differently than shocking. Um, the, uh, the situation is, is that uh, we all um, guys who played, um, you know, right in high school or, uh, college and, and of course at the ultimately pro um, understand the risks. Um, but when I say that, no one's ever seen um, you know, all the years that I played. That was the first time I ever saw anything like that. And uh, you know, I've been around football now for a better part of uh, 40 years uh, or better, and I've never seen that. So when you say you understand the risks, you can say that, but you, you've never witnessed. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to witness something that uh, was was life threatening um, in a game, and I believe it was uh, um, it was in 1986, I believe, um, 
uh, we had a player on our team named James Bell. And uh, we were playing in BC Place. And I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, James, uh, similar type of a play, went up to make a play. And, uh, and, a, and uh, he was tackling, I believe it was Jan Carinci. And uh, Carinci was sandwiched between two of our players. And James Bell's neck took the brunt of it and was paralyzed. And the game was stopped. And uh, it, it's really hard to describe how difficult it is to continue when you see a teammate could have been their player. When you see a human being get injured so seriously that it's life-threatening, um, whatever training you've done, and believe me, these guys have, uh, guys that play football at the professional level are trained and trained to, to forget the play, go on to the next, go on to the next. I mean, you have to. You have, that's the way you have to play. But when you see something like that, you, uh, it's very difficult to go on to the next play. Yeah, I believe James Bell rehabilitated, right? I don't think he played again, but he did manage to 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 walk again, and 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 or at least with a cane at one point. It, just to follow up on that story from back in the in the mid '80s. Um, certainly, obviously, in this case, hoping for a similar quick recovery. The reaction of the players was something that I think was really touched a lot of people as well, because I think sometimes you know we forget in the emotion of the game, fans forget that there's a real camaraderie amongst the players too, even though they're, they're busy competing at the end of the day, they're all brothers in arms and some, to some extent we saw that last night. Yeah, no, I know. I think that uh, because every guy that's on the field has, has gone through the same thing that the other guy has gone through, you know, they, the, the hardships of, of training camp of two a days of, of the risk of injuries and, and rehabilitating from injuries. And uh, it's, it's traumatic. I, I suffered a couple of, uh, major injuries in my career and and it is traumatic when you get injured now of course none of them were life-threatening but 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 you 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 that that brotherhood feeling that you have because because the guy that you're playing across from the respect that you have for those guys um uh is is something that is learned because they've they've had to endure the same things that you've had to endure now and now when you see a player whether it be an opponent or a teammate in a, in a situation like they were in, it's not surprising to me um, that uh, there would have been some, some, uh, you know, some shared hugs and shared, you know, uh, um, apologies and, and, and whatnot. And, and that's what makes it so difficult to be able to move on to, uh, to play, continue to play when something like that happens. You know, you've seen the game from both uh, the field and the broadcast booth now. Uh, one of the things about live sports, it really reminded me of when Christian Eriksen, the, the Danish soccer player, collapsed during a game a few years back. Um, that live sport, when you're watching, you know, it, it brings these moments of, of what of really distressing moments and then they're live, right? So people who are broadcasting as they were last night. Um, what did you think of how that was handled? It was, it was obviously a situation you would have thought there might be a contingency plan in a sport where there are often quite serious injuries, but clearly in this case, there was very little they, they could do to plan for this. Well, you know, initially uh, when it first happened, of course, you know, being involved in, in games where there's been delays because of lightning or injuries or things like that. I mean, the, the, my immediate thought was, cause I, I didn't know how seriously he was injured. It wasn't for a few minutes till we understood that, that it was, it was serious. But my first thought was, boy, these guys are going to have to fill. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to talk and they're going to have to come up with things and, 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 and how difficult that can be in broadcasting when you've got, you know, you, you don't want dead air. But then, then once I think it was realized how serious it was, it, it, there was, there was honest 
periods of time in the broadcast where nobody knew what to say because you couldn't how many times can you say how how awful this is how many like what new thinking as 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 a professional add to what the viewers are are, uh, are looking at and uh i just think it would have been very difficult on everybody involved because as you mentioned you know you're you're witnessing something something that was tragic um in in real time i mean let's let's think about and this is the thing that uh, that uh, demar will be you know first things first i mean you're 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 injured but you're thinking oh my god i hope my career is not over and and that's something that maybe some people don't understand but i mean that's the first thought that you come in, it comes into your head this is a guy who's only in his second year he's worked his whole life for this dream and then he's thinking oh god i hope it's not over but then you know, as as you start to think about how, as 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 we all hope that he progresses and and gets better, that that it 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 becomes a blessing that he was able to survive something like this, and and that's, uh, um, you know, that's such that's part of the shock and part of the getting over the shock, and and uh, you know, just looking at some of the reports, the the family was in in good spirits today, so I mean, nobody's really saying a whole lot, but they, they Demar's in, in in critical still, uh, but but the family seemed to be in better spirit. So obviously there must be some progression or at least they, they, they don't feel at this time that it has gotten any worse. Well, I know neither of us are doctors, but they certainly had a lot of medical help readily available. I mean, one can only imagine that his life was probably saved on that field by the quick actions of the people who were there to do just that, probably not never expecting to have to do that on a football field, but did yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's one of the things about professional sports over the last 15 to 20 years, that the, the support that is there for, for the athletes uh, on the field, you know, I mean, most of these facilities have x-ray machines right in the building. They, they have uh, uh, both teams uh, travel with doctors, uh, more than one, and uh, training staff that's trained as like almost paramedics, right? So, so uh, he, yes, lucky. If this was 25 years ago, maybe not so lucky. Um, this but uh, and I'm, I'm just glad that it's progressed to that point. I mean, these are these are human beings, and um, we always want them. To, we want them to perform, and we want them to be successful as as a fan, and we want to cheer for them. But we also want them to be safe at the end of the day. The NFL has come under a lot of criticism this year for around player safety and years past as well. Um, is it a fair assessment? Do you think the NFL really doesn't at least doesn't show enough concern for player safety? Well, I, I never played in that league. Uh, let me just preface this by saying that. Um, and um, it, would it? Um, it doesn't surprise me that the items like player safety can get lost when you're talking about a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Um, you know, uh, players are assets, um, and uh, assets can be very important. But uh, but there are so many other players that aren't playing in that league that the thought can be, well, assets are replaceable. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to think that way, but um, it's, it, you know, perception is reality, I guess. Uh, with respect to um, player safety in this game and why the de- decision to, to, um, um, uh, to call the game took so long. I, I mean, I, I want to turn this around. I mean, at the end of the day, the right decision was made. Um, did it did it hurt anything to wait until they had all of the answers? Because believe me, you, you, when you've got uh, stuff going on in the field like that, the people that were 
decision makers were probably getting reports, four or five different reports from different people. And I think they wanted to make sure that they had the proper clarity. Um, and in, in, in our world, I, I, I almost get really tired of people that are quick to just jump on and blame people for things. Now, I'm not saying that the NFL is blameless in a lot of things that have happened over the years and continue to happen, obviously, uh, you know, with the uh, uh, their quarterback situation in in, uh, in Miami. Yeah, uh, with Tua. But, uh, but I just think that uh, at the end of the day, the right decision was made and, and people got to get over that. I mean, the, the uh, they're going to have to look at a bunch of different things. Like what? Okay. Honestly, the difference between this one and Tua was that, um, and, and according to all reports, the, 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 he had gone through protocol and everything else. Okay. And he was cleared. So um, he, he played, this thing was an, instantaneous accident on a play that was probably if you took uh you know 60 offensive plays uh, 60 defense 120 plays in that game this probably would have been ranked as a in in the top they're in the bottom 10 with respect to violence this was an odd play like I, I don't know what it was a freak thing and we we don't even know exactly other than the direct blow to the to the heart muscle uh, which probably could have caused this, as you called it, a, a heart concussion, and uh, and and that's happened before in sports. So, like, to, to put blame on somebody, why are we looking to blame? We're just looking to make sure that this player it gets looked yeah. after and gets the proper support that he needs. I should mention when Christian Eriksen, the Danish uh, footballer, collapsed on the field, he was revived. Um, they played. They, they, they continued that game. They, you know, FIFA came under a lot of criticism for that, but they did complete the game later in the day. So this is not, you know, these things don't happen in vacuums. This is just a, what, what about, I mean, just in terms of where do we go from here? It feels like, you know, I imagine we'll be playing football again on Sunday, uh, I, I, I expect. Uh, but it's a tough one. I mean, it's tough. The players must think about these things. It must put things into perspective for everyone who plays the game, who's played the game. Yeah, you know, the, I, I once heard this analogy, and this may not be a great analogy, but they said professional athletes almost have to have um, no conscience when they play. And when I say that is they, they can't think about, they have to play within the moment. To be the best athlete, you can only think about the moment. You can't think about, well, if I do this or don't do that, and that you've got to be in the moment. And uh, and so when you've got something like this that happens, it's fresh in your mind, it's, it makes it even more difficult for guys to be in the moment. And if you're not in the moment and if you're not completely concentrating, then that's when you get hurt. So, I mean, these guys have been, as I said, they're, they, they're well-trained. They've been, they, uh, uh, you know, it's taken a long time for them to get to this point. So they, I, I think that the players can do that, but as soon as the game's over, they can reflect on what's happened. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, believe me, when I was playing, I, I didn't, you know, I, people always say, hey, you want to go water skiing in the summer or, or you know, do you want to go skiing? And I was afraid of those events. I was afraid of those kinds of things because I didn't want to get hurt. And they said, well, look what you do for a living, you know, you, yeah. you're running into that. Yeah, and, but I was trained for that. Oh. I felt like I was in control in that situation. And, uh, and, and these athletes are well-trained and controlled. And when, when they're in control of those things, um, I don't think that the fear is there like other people might think. Blake, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Ben, thanks for having me on.